Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. The first reading comes from Strengthening My Recovery, The False Self. The mind developed the laundry list traits or the false self to survive. Many of us were born into a hostile world. Instinctively, we learned to sense danger. We were caught in the family story and played our part, doing what we had to do to survive. We couldn't be our genuine selves, who we were meant to be. We molded a personality that could change at the drop of a hat, adapting to any situation. It took a lot of skill to survive, and our false self kept us safe in childhood. Our false self kept us safe in childhood, and realizing that there's no need for that false self, uh, the laundry list traits. It did work. It was serving, like anxiety, it was serving a, pro a protective mechanism. It was doing the best it could. And what I realize is, you know, this is the beginning of a new life, uh, almost like graduating into the world, not graduating into life. Continuing, before ACA, most of us didn't know we had carried this false self into adulthood. As we gained new awareness, it helped us notice the constant barrage of negative thoughts our false self gave off. It seemed the 14 traits were part of our DNA. As we move forward with courage, we use our meetings and recovery friends as support. I want to just pause and remember how courageous um, you know, I am and other people in this program are. It needs to be said. Our literature informs us and remodels our thinking. The steps help us find who we truly are. We know the traits were an important part of our early survival, but now they are holding us back. Standing at the crossroads, we choose to allow our inner child to come out of hiding. We become our true self. As we recover, the traits begin to soften to a point where they lose their hold on us. On this day, I will remember how far I've come. I treasure the self-knowledge I've gained in ACA that no longer gives my false self power. And this is why, you know, there's a couple of decisions that I'm having trouble making. And these decisions cannot come from the false self. Uh, they had to come to the true self. How to access the true self was something I'm still figuring out. I think, you know, as I, as I sign off, they pause and listen. And they ask my Mother Teresa um, what she prays for. And she goes, I don't pray, I listen. And then the other is the inner child. I think the inner child, uh, through, via non-dominant handwriting, non-dominant drawing, non-dominant really anything. And I think... The false self has such a resistance to change, such a limited range of experiences. And it's it makes for a fairly unexciting life. So I really appreciated that reading. Next reading comes again from Strengthening My Recovery. It's acting purposely. We have some, seen adult children use the principles of the 12 steps to handle family illness, despair, and death with amazing serenity and faith. Yeah, I think that's why the 12 steps has been different than anything else in my life is that actually it, it's it's not some feel good program. It's a, a how to deal with life program for people who have never known how to deal with life, you know, like miss that day in school where they taught people how to live. Continuing, the beauty of the steps is that they give us in our recovery from having grown up in a dysfunctional home providing us with a healthy spiritual base from which to live our lives. When we remain engaged with the recovery by attending meetings regularly and reaching out to other adult children, 
we maintain a level of spiritual fitness that will assist us in coping with the in that inevitable challenges we face. With strengthening spirits, we live from a solid foundation that will not collapse. Solid foundation, I like that. Even during times of crisis, situations and events will come at us unexpectedly, and we will be presented with difficulties and painful circumstances. This is certain. Rather than reacting unconsciously and repeating unhealthy behavior patterns, we act purposely while maintaining our peace. The steps are the tools that help us navigate the uncharted territory that is our life. By continuing to apply what we have learned on a regular basis, we can face the trials of life with grace. On this day, I will apply the universal wisdom contained within the 12 steps to whatever problem I'm facing. You know, what are those principles? Let go and let God, um, action and, and service. Um, you know, listen, you know, how can I be of service to other people? How can I be of service in my family, at work, you know, in my relationships, you know? And, and when I forget that, um, the laundry list traits no longer serve me. <laughs> the next reading comes from The Language of Letting Go by Melody Beatty, separating from family issues. We can draw a healthy line, a healthy boundary between our nuclear family and ourselves. We can separate ourselves from their issues. Some of us may have family members who are addicted to alcohol and others drugs who are not in recovery from their addiction. Some of us have family members who have unresolved codependency issues. Family members may be addicted to misery, pain, suffering, martyrdom, and victimization. We may have family members who have unresolved abuse issues or unresolved family of origin issues. We may have family members who are addicted to work, eating, or sex. Our family may be completely enmeshed, or we may have a disconnected family in which the members have little contact. We may be like our family, we may love our family, but we are separate human beings with the individual rights and issues. One of our primary rights is to begin feeling better and recovering, whether or not others in the family choose to do the same. We do not have to feel guilty about finding happiness in a life that works, and we do not have to take on our family issues as our own to be loyal and to show we love them. Often, when we begin taking care of ourselves, family members will reverberate with overt and covert attempts to pull us back into the old system and roles. We don't have to go. Their attempts to pull us back are their issues. Taking care of ourselves and becoming healthy and happy does not mean we do not love them. It means we're addressing our issues. We do not have to judge them because they have issues, nor do we have to allow them to do anything they would like to us just because we're a family. We are free now, free to take care of ourselves with family members. Our freedom starts when we stop denying the issues and politely, but assertively, hand their stuff back to them where it belongs and deal with their own issues. Today, I will separate myself from family members. I'm a separate human being even though I begun to I belong to a unit called a family. I have a right to my own issues and growth. My family members have a right to their issues and a right to choose where and when they will deal with these issues. I can learn to detach and love from my family members and their issues. I am willing to work through all necessary feelings in order to accomplish this. And our final reading comes from Melody Beatty, language of letting go, accepting help. Woo, this is a big one. Some of us have felt so alienated that we've forgotten we're not alone. We've come to believe that we have to do it ourselves. Some of us have been abandoned. Some have gone without love. Some of us have gotten used to people never being there for us. Some of us have struggled, had had hard lessons to learn. God's there, always ready to help. 
There is an ample supply of people to care about us too. We will, if we want it, receive love and support, comfort and nurturing. If we take the risk to ask for it, help is there. And, you know, stopping there is like, you know, I think I I see in, in a lot of my spiritual work that I thought that I could only ask God in the really, really bad times. And it's like, no, I mean, I'm a growing human being and I want to grow spiritually and I want to take the right steps and not always have to, you know, as they say in, in the 12 and 12, God's not like some Bush League pinch hitter that you ask, you know, to come out in the seventh inning. It's like, that's the man, you know, that's Jordan. <laughs> Anyways, if we take, if, if we will, if we want, God's there always ready to help. There is an ample supply of people to care about us too. We will, if we want it, receive love and support, comfort and nurturing. If we take the risk to ask for it, help is there. We can draw on the strength of a recovery group and allow ourselves to be helped and supported by our higher power. Friends will come, good friends. We aren't alone and we don't have to do it ourselves. We're not doing it ourselves. There is no shortage of love, not anymore. Today, God, help me let go of my need to do it alone and my belief that I am alone. Help me tap into your divine power and presence and your resources for love, support, and friendship. Open my eyes and heart so I can see the love, help, and support that there is for me. Help me know I am loved. And I don't feel love, more love, aside from my mom, than the rooms. So that concludes this episode of Recovering My Inner Child. Until next time, this is Kowant Saluja reminding myself to pause because that's where God is, to feel my feelings and to love myself.